listen to the voice of survival podcast every other friday right here on the journey into comics network journeyintocomics.com the following is a journey into comics network production What's up, ladies and gentlemen? It is episode 44 of Podcastrophy. I'm your host, Dick. Making my triumphant return, the the one to rule them all. I'm back. It's me, Tyler. Hey. Hey. How you doing today? I'm a little bit defeated because I'm so sunburnt. I worked outside today for like 13 hours. Not to mention, you you were already sunburned. And I was sunburned from yesterday mm. after working outside for like seven hours. So I'm I'm pretty defeated because I'm like my skin is on fire, but my body is really cold. That's you you got it. There's something wrong there. Like that's that's what happens when I get sunburned. It always happens. Ah, I've never had that. I've never had that. Yeah, like like if you touch my skin, it's really really hot. But I'm I'm shivering most of the time weird lots of heat trying to you escape would, your body you would think like they would supply you with some kind of sunscreen or something well i should just not be a dumbass and think hey I should, i'm gonna be working outside i should probably bring some sunscreen i thought you said you didn't know if you were gonna be working outside today i didn't know where outside i was gonna be working ah. yesterday ah. i did not know today i assumed i would be so i see i see you liking that job though yes i'm learning and I'm being treated with respect, and I actually get to tinker and do things that I enjoy. Um, Subaru is probably one of the first jobs that I've ever worked for a year and like not been ready to leave. And obviously this is only week two of being an electrician, but I'm really enjoying it. I get to do a lot of cool shit. I'm glad. I'm really glad. Um, <clears throat> yeah. It's good to have you back. Uh that last that last show I did solo was kind of rough. You you the whole I I watched it obviously what I could live and you just looked defeated. You looked scared. It was. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I, my, my blanket's not here and I don't know what to well, do. I I went into that show like just completely unprepared. Didn't really have much of a run. I had a little bit of a rundown. Would it hurt your feelings if I told you your Jurassic Park stream like? before or immediately after that i can't remember where it was that was more interesting than than your episode that you did by yourself no it wouldn't hurt my feelings yeah it was because i understand i understand yeah that was that was rough and on top of that it was just i was so just as you said defeated you looked like, really tired just too. just from work like work drained the shit out of me like the last two weeks that, before shutdown we're i'm on shutdown now it's great i moved we're we're as you, if you're watching the live stream, you see that we are in a new space. 
we're in studio dick we're out of we're out of the sanctum of dicks now we're now in the um what am i gonna name it the hall of dicks I gotta find a better. We'll one. work on it. I was gonna say like the Hall of Justice. <laughs> we'll work on it. We're a uh, sanctum phallic something. Hmm. We'll Gen- Jennifer says she saw Jurassic World and she almost cried on one part. That's a, that's, that's something we can talk about that's today. A, that's a very common theme with that movie right now. Um, though it's not reviewing very well or being received by fans um very well there's there's a couple scenes in the movie that really tug on your heart string or heartstrings and if you look at some of the director commentary or just the cast in general there are certain scenes in the movie that are put in certain places to get you the way that the original Jurassic Park movie did so the big scene that everybody's talking about this is a little bit spoilery but it's not that great of a movie, so I'm not worried about spoiling it for people. Um, but as they're leaving the island, as the volcano is exploding, you see one final um, brachiosaur just going out almost in a fit of sadness and rage. It's rearing up on its hind legs. It's crying out because... it. It's on the beach, and lava's, you know, magma is flowing up behind it, and it has nowhere to go, and it knows that it can't swim. Yeah. You know, because the body's too big, they can't <clears> swim. <throat> um, so, that scene of, of just that just that animal playing out its final moments is supposed to be a recreation of the original scene in Jurassic Park when they're in the Jeep, and everybody sees the Brachiosaur for the first time. You know, they're talking about... Wait, you have a T-Rex? You clocked I thought, it at I thought 35 that, miles an hour? So the scene that happened earlier when they're just, you know, cruising through the old, like, tourist area, I thought that was like a, an homage to They're the, supposed to go together. It's uh, like okay. part one, part okay. two. Gotcha. Because now, that's obviously not one of the animals that they saved. I mean, they saved some of them, because at the end, there's some of those in the pen, or the pens. Mm-hmm. But that animal, the way that they shot it, that it's supposed to be assumed that that animal and the one that walked through the park when they first arrived are the same ones. Are this is the same animal? And it's also assumed that that thing's dead. It's not assumed. It's confirmed. Yeah, it's 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 it, dead as fuck. It gone. It, it gone. No more. No more brachiosaurs. Uh, clean or Clint? Not clean. Uh, you should not breed or crossbreed your boxer puppy with uh, the ultimate raptor. What is the ultimate raptor? Is the endoraptor. The endoraptor? Refer- yeah. Okay. They added the endoraptor to Jurassic World Evolution, and I can't wait to unlock it. <laughs> can I come over and land party that with you? I don't know if you can land party. <laughs> you can't. You can't do that. Why are you shooting down my hopes and dreams? Like, you're not supposed to do this to me. I mean, if you want to come over here and play Jurassic World on, like, solo with me while I play it solo, because there's no multiplayer aspect to or the game. Or you could sit and watch me play it on your computer. Maybe. I mean. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> anyway, so um, I wasn't here uh, last week to give my, my review of J- Jurassic World uh, Fallen Kingdom. I'm going to give it like a six and a half or a seven out of ten. And that's me being very generous. 
Um, I thought the cast was uh, very well done. There was some characters that I would like to see continue to grow and evolve throughout the story. Uh, there are certain characters that I do not want to see again. Um, uh, the young, the young kid actor that's like eh, the IT guy in the movie. Oh, uh, I don't want to see him anymore. He's not funny. Oh, I love Jake. No, Jake. He, uh, I can't remember his last name, but his name's Jake. And he's not a good actor. Dude, he's hilarious. He no. I think he's hilarious. W- tell me at what point in that movie he was hilarious. Any time in that, I I enjoyed all of his no. parts. No, it was forced, but I enjoyed that movie it. is about heroes and doing shit. You know, he's playing Peter Parker in the Into the Spider Verse, right? That's fine. I don't really give a shit. I mean, <laughs> he can be a voice actor all day, but he doesn't have any acting talent, in my opinion. Um, I thought Bryce Hallis or Bryce Hallis Doward, Bryce <laughs> Dallas Howard. I cannot talk today because my brain has been fried by the sun. Yes. Um, I think uh, she is going, you know, she's been in the industry for a long time and she doesn't get recognized a lot. You know, she gets recognized for like The Village and Jurassic World. That's about it. And she's done a lot more than that. And she has, she has one of the best acting pedigrees of anybody. Oh, yeah. I mean, think about who her dad is. It's Ron fucking Howard. Yes. Um, in my opinion, one of the whole, or a member of the holy trinity of directors between... Howard, Lucas, and Spielberg. She was in Spider-Man 3. Thank you. Um, so We don't talk about that movie. Yeah, we don't talk about that. That movie <laughs> never happened. But I, I like I like to see that this movie focused on her a lot. Um, you know, that final scene at the end, that is Chris Pratt's character. is like, do what you gotta do, but know that we can't accept the... Con- or, you know, we have to accept the consequences of the decision that you make. You know, the, her character was the main character of the movie. Oh, yeah. Chris Pratt was just a supporting character this time. I think Chris was the main character of the last film, my opinion. I think they were they were just all supporting each other because, like, you had the kids, you had you had her. You the had only reason him. I say that is if you took away Chris Pratt and his Raptor program, what would the plot of that movie be? That's fair. That would be nothing. He is he is the most pivotal character in the first movie, I think, and it carries over into this film. Otherwise, you know, they wouldn't have had somebody to go get Blue because Blue would have killed everybody. So uh, I'm not going to go on much longer about Jurassic World. That's my take. I really hope that if we if we are going to continue, um, if we're going to continue the Jurassic Park franchise, which I hope we do, um. It's a time-tested franchise through all of the bullshit. It's stuck around. Like any movie that gets overmade, movies get bad, you know. Scripts get kind of wonky, especially this one. I hope with the next film, they turn it around. At least try to. If they try to put the film or the, the franchise back on track, I'll be okay with it. I'll accept it. Um, but if they continue to go off the rails like they did with this film, I... I I'll have yeah. a hard time watching it. Yeah, I I talked about it a little bit last week, but the they had some really cool parts with the uh, I can't remember the guy's name, but the other guy that worked with Hammond originally. I really enjoyed that little that back stuff that they had. I did too, and I I called it at the moment that I saw it, or the moment I heard him say, "You look just like her." 
You know, because if you go back and read... I didn't even think about it. If you go back and read Michael Crichton's original books, cloning humans is something that gets brought up in the books, and it's like, absolutely not. We cannot do something like that. Especially, you know, the governments of the world would step in and then intervene. I mean, because if you think about it, when Michael Crichton wrote these books and then when everyone else has produced and directed these movies, government, for the most part, stays out of it. Yeah. You know, and I mean, the Costa Rican government's meant or mentioned the United States government's obviously involved in uh, the lost world. And then again, Costa Rican, yada, yada. But the world's government stays out of it up until this film. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're like, hey, we need to go save the dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. And the, and the world's government's like, ah, sorry, fuck y'all's dinosaurs because you didn't need to make them anyway. Yeah. You know. Like, well, gonna let nature take its course. Yep. Which is which is a realistic decision to make. Yeah, honestly. Um more than likely the the better decision to make, especially with the way that the film ended. But I'll be interested to see how they how they continue and how it plays out. So Same. Uh, another thing I was I loved and was disappointed with the Indoraptor. Oh no, I that that's that to it, it, me is one of the things that shined in the film. It had a weird personality to it. You got to remember though, it was the prototype. Yes, it was a prototype, and you know, I, I also remember that it was it was designed to do these, to act like this, to do these things that it's doing. Um, it just it just struck me wrong. Man, when that thing went to go running down the hallway on all fours, you know the homage back to the original film when she jumps into the dumb waiter and yes. she's trying to slam the thing. Yes, that was perfectly done. But when that thing was actually running down the hallway, it was running on all fours. Yes. Which, I mean, if you if you bring physics into it, you can run faster on all fours than you can on two legs. If your muscle structure is designed to do it mm-hmm. that way, that's why uh, chimpanzees can run faster than people because they use their arms and their legs at the same time. Yes. So, uh, yeah. I thought it was badass myself. I liked the design of the, of the animal. Um it was, I thought it was the, ah, God, my ribs are cramping up. <laughs> Not my ribs, but my abs. I don't even have abs and they're cramping up. I gotta stand up. Um, but I thought that the Indoraptor was the perfect combination of Jurassic Park 3's uh, iteration of raptors and the Indominus Rex. Okay. Because, you know, in Jurassic Park 3, or yeah, Jurassic Park 3, they had the plumage on the back of their head. That was right around the time when everybody's like, oh my god, dinosaurs were actually birds and they all had feathers. That's when that theory really started to take hold. Ooh, ooh, Jennifer brings up a thing that I completely forgot to mention and I was thinking about the whole time. Because while, while, uh, while they were hiding from the Indoraptor in the museum type area, mm-hmm. uh, I kept hearing this tapping and I couldn't tell if it was in the movie. Yeah. I mean, you, oh, it, focus, it focuses in on its feet a couple times. Yeah. And yeah. And that's when I started, I was like, ah, oh, it is, it is tapping on the ground with that fucking claw. And Jennifer just comments, was it tapping? It's nail for echolocation. It could have. And I think that is a very good theory. Um, it also with, you know, you said the animal was kind of weird with its behaviors and its mannerisms. Its personality. Its personality was very weird. Um, it just put that me off. That could have just been a part of its personality. You know, because it's so hyper-intelligent of an animal, we are, we as human beings compared to every other animal on Earth are mm-hmm. hyper-intelligent. We do weird shit like that. Like right now, you're tapping your leg. 
I was itching it. Right, but either way, <laughs> either way, that could be that for that animal. Yeah. You know, that individual. But I like that theory, and I read it online the other day that it was tapping its claws for echolocation because it could also see an infrared. Yes. That's something they confirmed in the film. It could see... Because the, the Indominus Rex could. Because yep. they use Pit Viper. Yep. It could see in uh, the ultraviolet spectrum... Looking, I, I I did some research and looked into like all the the genomes that they put into the Indominus Rex. Uh, there's tons of shit. I mean, tree frogs to change color to yep. camouflage themselves. Uh, pit viper DNA for the infrared, seeing heat. Um, all kinds of shit. Plus, on top of that, the base genomes T Rex. Right. There's a bunch of other dinosaurs, and include especially Velociraptor. So I thought it was really funny that. The base genomes for the Indoraptor is the Indominus Rex, so DNA that's already fucked all to hell. Everything that was already there. Yeah, plus more Velociraptor. I think they did that for the size mm-hmm. to reduce the size and whatnot. But right. It's really it's really cool how they the all getting into the genetics of creating animals like that is actually really cool. I think. Well, just I mean, it, it, it's a cool concept to think about, and it's something that makes Jurassic Park so cool anyway. Because we are approaching the time where this might actually be viable. Yeah. We might actually be be able to harvest DNA from bone or fucking from mosquitoes and amber. You know, this is this is technology that we're quickly approaching. Do you think we're gonna fucking try and clone dinosaurs? I guarantee we are. Oh yeah. We're gonna We've already been trying to clone a woolly mammoth. Right. So we're gonna do everything ice age. We're gonna do everything. Uh, pre Ice Age, prehistoric, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, we've been we've been cloning since the seventies, right? With, with sheep, right? And rats and pigs. We've cloned pigs. lots and lots yes. of pigs. Um, thanks, Mike. I appreciate that. I don't know that you would like it very much right now because it's very sunburnt. It's kind of like leather. Mike says he misses Tyler's face. Um, but like <clears throat> in the livestock, and I won't go much into this, but in the livestock industry and in show animals. Um, if you have a boar, just in swine specifically, if you have a boar that makes you a shit ton of money, um, they there's a lot of uh, producers out there that have cloned the, those boars. They've put the capital forward and they've cloned that animal, and it comes out 100% identical. No side effects, same lifespan, obviously different life experiences, but you know who's to say that we don't fucking jump into cloning dinosaurs and then it's like what if we did some neanderthals what if we did some cro-magnon men you know because if you break down the human genome and i don't remember the percentage but there's a certain percentage of people that inherited traits from the neanderthals and then there's a certain percentage of people that inherited the other prehistoric people's genes because the neanderthals (coughs) and prehistoric man were breeding yeah i believe there were like at least three different i'm gonna i'm gonna say strains like you had you had neanderthal i'm gonna say cro-magnon because i there was another i feel like there's another one one. but the the neanderthal and the cro-magnon men or cro-magnon people were breeding together devin's just watching for the stash thanks devin (laughs) all right Excuse me, I'm going to swivel around and touch myself. <laughs> We're been, so uh, the whole cloning debate is 
mostly religious people. Not necessarily. No, they there's don't want a you large, playing God. There's a large portion. <clears throat> that That's the way that they put it, but there's a large portion of the scientific community that don't want us to go down that path either because the way that I look at it and the way that I think a lot of people look at it is we're going to open a door. We're going to open door number one, and it's going to make it capable um, for us to clone people. Yes. So if my wife and my kid die in a car accident right now and I have the technology to clone them, is it fair to the people that are being recreated to be recreated? No, I don't think so. No. So it's not it's not that it's not the moral conundrum of we should not play God. It's it gets into ethics like all the experiences that my wife and I have had, if I recreate my wife and say, hey, you have amnesia, you know, this is this is our life together, that's not the same person. It's the no. same person genetically, but that is not the same person. You know, it's the whole uh, nature versus nurture argument psychologically. They are not the same human no, being. Their brain all. matter is not identical because that's... That's all electrochemical shit yeah, that and you it has, cannot recreate. It hasn't been ugh, hasn't been shaped by all those years and years and years of experiences and right and input. Yeah. So. Yeah, because I mean, like I brought up with the swine industry, there's people cloning their pets right now. I mean, if you have the money to do it, you can do it. Um, it doesn't affect me, so I don't really care. But it it, it is a stepping stone. No. Oh, yeah. In the scientific community certain people believe that we're going to open one too many doors and then we're going to doom ourselves, which we are already doing anyway. Um, Na- just naturally. Naturally. Fucking up this world. But we are going to get to a point uh, with genetic sciences that, <clears throat> you know, we might start doing what Engine did with dinosaurs. We might put a little bit of cuttlefish in, in somebody's human DNA and then we might be able to breathe underwater. And that's cool. But then we then we contaminate our genome with something that's not natural. Yeah. Something that's not naturally occurring in human beings. So I think I don't think it'll happen in our lifetime when someone attempts to clone a person. Um, but definitely in our children's lifetime, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It it's interesting. Uh, I, I I enjoy the thought of possibly playing God and creating new new creatures um, using what we have already in our in the genome libraries we have like, yeah because I, I read not long ago like how much of the animal kingdom have we have we mapped the entire genome we, we did the we finished the human genome what in the late 90s early 2000s yeah. And then I know we've done, there's been a large portion of mammals and reptiles that we've done. I don't know that we've done a whole lot else. I can't say for sure, but uh, we're just knocking them out, you know, because the human genome was the most difficult of everything because we're, the, we're psychologically, we're the most complex organism on the earth. Okay. So. Makes sense. This is a nice segue. Because I wanted to ask you about this, and anybody that's listening is uh, or watching the live stream is free to uh, throw it in the chat and tell me what you think. But there's a theory going on around right now that octopi, so octopuses, squid, cuttlefish... Cephalopods. Cephalopods, thank you. Nautilus um, are not native to Earth. 
Really? Mm -hmm. Because they are they are completely unique in the animal kingdom. They have an octopus in its lifespan has the ability to completely change its genetic code yeah. to give itself abilities that or take away abilities that were passed down to it. No other animal on earth has that ability. We can do it in a generation or two. We can't do it to ourselves in our own lifespan. That's interesting. I remember reading about that like so a while a, ago. There's a couple theories like, <clears throat> you know, once, uh, you know, whatever the fossil record is, right around the time that we consider the start of the fossil record, uh, they just kind of showed up, whether it was rode down on an, uh, an asteroid or they were a byproduct of another alien species bringing them like as a food source or something <clears throat> because they're the most adaptable creatures on earth besides us you know but they just do it to mm -hmm. to the um upteenth power because they can literally change anything about themselves in a year interesting um Clint Chase says, I think I saw a video on that the other day, but it was debunked somehow. Hmm. I haven't seen that. Micah Taylor says, you would sound smarter if you didn't speak. Thanks, Micah. I appreciate that. That's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. And Mike Norris says, you need a table. Fuck off, Mike. Quit watching our stream. Mike Norris over at Game Addicts. Go check out Game Addicts. Or don't. Because they have a table and we don't condone or don't. tables. Yeah, we don't, we don't condone tables here on Podcastrophy. Looking at you, Aaron Sperling, wherever you are. You should tag him in the comments. Clint says it was probably fake news. And Micah says, I can hear your fat. <laughs> Thanks, Micah. <laughs> I can hear your hillbilly. Man. What do you have to talk about? Do you have anything to talk about? Because I've talked now for like 25 minutes you know, without taking your breath. I don't really got much to talk about. What did we do last weekend? Talk what, about that. I, I, that's That was what I was getting at. We did an event here in Lafayette called LafayetteCon. Do you have to say it like you have Down Syndrome? We had LafayetteCon. We did LafayetteCon this weekend. We did a thing. We did a thing. We uh, hosted a bunch of panels. We uh, hosted the future 200th episode of uh, Journey into Comics. We did. We did do that. Uh, it was, it was a really fun time and, uh, had a lot of fun doing stuff and things. No, we really had a lot. I, um, I learned some things about myself, such as I'm not a panel guy. I don't like doing panels now. Uh, I, I just... I mean, I'm sure it'd be better if I was the one hosting the panel and I was only the only person up there. But if someone else is up there, they tend to take over. Especially Nate and I up Espe there yeah. because Nate you're not going to help talk us. Oh no, not at all. But like every time Nate would look over at me and say, "Hey, do you, do you have any questions, Dick?" I'm like, "Nope. I'm you guys. You've been asking all the questions, and I don't really know what to ask. I'm just listening. I'm learning. I'm taking all this in." The chat feed is blowing up. Uh, Clint wants to know why your sideburns and mustache are a different color than your regular hair. Well, believe it or not. So uh, the, the thing is, my dad has red hair. I have brown hair. I have red in my beard and facial hair. Uh, 
Um, that's actually a pretty common thing, whether your parent has red hair or not. It's actually a pretty common thing for red hair to be in your facial hair. I've got a lot of red hair. So, um, why is Tyler's face red? Stolen valor. <laughs> what? He looks like cooked chicken egg. Yeah, I worked outside today for 13 hours, Micah. So that's why I'm sunburned. I got sunburned yesterday. So I double burned myself. He says he thinks it's fake. I know. But he, he thought my mustache you was You trying fake. to rip it off is not no, the same I, as me trying to rip I'm it off. I'm just straight up demonstrating. Yeah, I could be glued on there. No. You don't know what No, cra- you're you not don't know you're what not going to rip it off. Do. You're not going to rip it off. <sighs> I need an umbrella hat. You need an umbrella hat. I need hat. an umbrella hat. You need I an really umbrella do. Hat. Like just like the one uh Bill Murray had in a Looney Tunes movie. Yes. Space Jam. Micah says Space Jam. Tyler That's- doesn't really have facial hair. He spilled his dog on his face as he ate it. Um I don't really know what to think about that, nor do I understand what you're trying to say. Um Yeah. <laughs> but no, uh, back to LoffyCon. No, we, despite me discovering, okay, I'm not so good at panels and I'm maybe just not the best person for them. Uh, I really had a great time talking to the panelists, mm-hmm. uh, met a lot of artists, met a lot of people in general. And um, it, it was just really cool to connect with them even off the stage and just chat with them the little bit that we did. Well, we did have, I mean, we, <clears throat> LoffyCon was supposed to highlight all of the artists, um, whether we're local or, you know, it, it doesn't really matter. We, we got to interview some really cool people. We got to interview a guy who builds fucking Batmobiles for a yeah. living and has been doing it uh, for a good amount of time, has made it his life's passion. Um, almost 20 years now. Almost 20 years and how cool is it that you can you can find a dream when you're a kid and man like I'm gonna do that for a living yeah, and, then, he, and then actually follow through and do it. Uh, Brian K. Morris, um, the man with the fez. Um, I really like doing his panel. He's he's got a lot of interesting takes on stuff and it, it he does a very good job of painting the life of an independent author and publisher. So. Um, Andy Cordy, John Tyler Christopher, um, you know, the Wabash Paranormal Society. I thought that one was cool. Yeah. Um, so we've got a lot of networking opportunities, you know, in the next year or so. And mm-hmm. we're, hope, we're hoping to have a bunch of those guys on our show. Um, in it, some capacity. Yeah. In the next few weeks, over the next few weeks, you can look forward to hearing some of those panels that we did on uh, Journey into Comics. So have fun listening to that. Do you want to talk about maybe a guest that you're going to have on in the next few weeks? I am. Uh, first, I would like to actually play. So, I and I have such a hard time uh, saying his name. Oh his name is like Tanner Cowens. Cowens, can't remember. I don't. I don't know how. I can't remember if Cowens. I've ever if I've ever heard it actually said. But <clears throat> so. Tanner is now the former singer for Rest Repose. Mm-hmm. Uh, last week, I read the statement done by Rest Repose and talked about his live video. That Which I was saw. very professional. Yeah, very the, professional. The, the sta- I haven't watched the live video, but the statement that Rest Repose put out was very professional. Yeah, the live video is on his Instagram, so it's gone. 
unfortunately. Otherwise, I would have watched it and reacted to it right there. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, he put out a live video uh, saying he didn't know if he was in the band, and he even and after the, his live video, he didn't know if he was gonna if like that was gonna affect things or not. Um, but like a day or so after Rest Repose posted their statement, he came out and he posted a song that apparently he says I made. The, the song description says, meh, I made a song on June 22nd, 2018, and it sounds like this. So I'm going to play the song. And How many views does this song have on YouTube? Uh, let me check real quick. Uh, it's up to 1,175 views. Not a bunch. Okay. 127 likes. Uh, he only has 1,300 people subscribed to him. See, I figured he had a lot more than that. No, he's, I mean, Rest Repose isn't as big as like I like to make them out to be. That their only real star power they have is um, Ryan Fluff Bruce and Jared Dines. But, yeah, so... Thanks for joining us, Brian Fisher. Nice to see you. Yeah. So this is um, Tanner, and it's his song called So Much More. Check it out. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I never switched it over. <laughs> Good call. Thanks, Brian. Appreciate it. This chorus is so goddamn catchy. I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> it's that that hook. Yep.
Micah, I don't, I don't know this show could handle Benny as a guest. Your friends are, like, really blowing up our chat, and I love it. Micah and Brian are former co-workers of mine. So yeah. my, my first impressions, uh, being the one that's less musically inclined, I think I think it'll hold more weight if I throw mine out there first. Um, I really dig it. Like you said, the chorus and the hook are super catchy. I mean, it it does what a hook is supposed to do. It it hooks you. It grabs you. It makes it it makes it worthwhile to listen to ten more seconds of the song. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So I don't follow rest repose as much as you do. You started to get me into them, and then things that I liked, like his vocals, are now no longer there. Now it's like, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to continue trying to get into them. I'll, I'll definitely give him a chance, no doubt. Um, but overall, that song, if if he could continue to, if he forms a band and continues to put music out that that's that's that quality, I'll listen to it, no problem. Right. Yeah, I've uh, he's got a couple previous bands before Rest Repose, uh, one called Fallen Theory, and then one called Dry Season. Okay, I, have... I actually recognize that name. Really, Dry mm-hmm. Season? Mm-hmm. Awesome. You don't have anything else to say? No, I, I don't. Uh, I, I haven't listened to either of them. Uh, I've just looked into his. I saw an article like, want to say like five years ago, that mentioned them mm-hmm. as bands like. You know how you see all the clickbait shit on the internet that's like, check out these top five up-and-coming bands. Yeah. I, I think I found uh, Dry Season in one of those like clickbaity articles. Okay. So that's how I... I don't think I listened to very much of their music, but what I listened to, I enjoyed. Okay. Yeah, he was he was doing a live video on uh, Instagram, I think, yesterday while I was moving, and I was just watching it, and I decided to comment and be like, hey, you should plug a certain podcast you're going to be on next week. And he's like, yeah, check out Podcast Trophy. Cool. <laughs> uh, Connor Mitten uh, says, I like the new setup. Now you just need some cool... Uh, nerd posters on the back wall. We <clears throat> are actually talking about what our plan for that is. Um, we have uh, quite a bit of acoustic foam that we're going to lay out on the walls in our studio, um, but we will also be putting up cool shit. <laughs> or not cool posters, probably be more appropriate. <laughs> God damn it, Micah. <laughs> Like this is Mike and I's relationship. Like Mike and I, when when Mike and I started working together, we hated each other. Well. Yeah, we hated each other because he hated me as much as I hated him. And then all at once, it was like, we should probably work together and all this shit would be a lot easier. So then we got really close and he's he's a good friend. He's a good dude. Sweet. He's dumber than a bag of hammers, but he's a good dude. <laughs> anyway, so next week, uh, I haven't established a time. I'm, act- I'm actually working on possibly... Uh, being able to stream it, but uh, I, I haven't set up a time with uh, I haven't set up a time with Tanner to record. But um, either if it's streamed, cool. If not, you'll get the stream 
because uh, I'm recording with Tanner next Monday. You could always record the video and then just make it a Facebook video. Ah, true. I could do that. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm definitely I'm I'm gonna be sitting down and chatting with Tanner next Monday. If it streams, it streams. If it doesn't, you'll see it. Otherwise, you'll definitely hear it on Thursday. But other than that, you're gonna be getting uh, Tyler and Skyler next yeah, Tuesday. Skyler and I are hosting <clears throat> Podcastrophe on Tuesday solo style. Um, we might be more interesting than Blaine and Miranda talking. Definitely more interesting than Blaine talking by himself. Yeah. As my wife, my wife will probably huddle in the corner and not say anything. Just stare at the camera. Well, no, she probably won't even make eye contact with the camera. She just like she fa- puts her face in the closet. <laughs> she doesn't want to be in that closet. No, she doesn't. I don't think I don't think I would make anyone go in that closet. Got a lot but, of work uh, ahead of us. Yeah, I, I'm, <laughs> Skylar and I are compiling uh, a nice topic list of things to talk about, stuff that we don't normally talk about on Podcastrophe. Awesome. Shit that she's into and um, shit that we might actually be getting involved in a little bit with a collaboration with the Wabash Paranormal Society. Oh? You don't remember talking to them at the show about that? Yeah, maybe. Uh, okay. It's been a long couple days. Just, just vaguely remember it, and then we can move on from it. You better stream Tyler adhering that acoustic foam on the top of that wall. No ladder. Fuck off, Clint. I'm going to make you come put that foam up, big giant bastard. (laughs) We need to get Clint on here. I've been trying, since I became a co-host on this show, I've been trying to get Clint on this show, and he just won't do it. And you need to do it. Calling out right now. Clint's a good dude that does things. Stuff. Calling you out right now. You need to be on the show. Clint would be a fantastic voice of survival also. Sweet. You know who we need to get on here? Jack. Yeah. Uh, I told him after we moved, we'd get him on here. I told uh, da- former guest David Gunyon, get him back on here. <clears throat> <laughs> oh, good God. So Brian Fisher says pugs, Tyler, pugs. Uh, Brian is a uh, a big fan of pugs, much like my wife, which I am not. Um, pugs are terrible. So pugs pugs will probably be a topic on the show. And then Micah's comment is she probably doesn't want people to see you with her, probably putting her in the closet. Yeah, I mean, if you if you look at my wife and look at me, it's like, do you feel bad for him? So, anyway, what's next, Blaine? I really don't got much else to say. Okay, I have, <clears> I have <throat> some things. Uh, Blaine and I are probably going to see uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp Thursday night on premiere night. Yes. Uh, that's the tentative plan for now. Um, so we'll have our review that normally goes in tandem with Journey into Comics. I'm sure Nate will also see it on preview night or very close. Mm-hmm. Um, so that'll be a good one to talk about um, Saturday for Journey into Comics 200, which, a little bit of time travel, will be after this episode airs, obviously. Um, we did kind of a movie fight. We picked our favorite, what we believed the best movie of 2018 was. I picked Deadpool 2. You picked Infinity War. Yes. Nick Maxson of Bruise <clears throat> with Dudes uh, chose... Um, 
Solo, and then uh, Veronica chose Black Panther. So it was nice to kind of debate and, and just have a nice conversation about all of those movies. You know, um, I didn't even I didn't really get to defend Infinity War that much. Not that it needed defending. Yeah, you didn't need, that, that was uh, that I was d- the safe choice because. You- cool, Joe. <laughs> cool, Joe. <laughs> Stand by for possible podcast interruptions. Yeah, um, but no, I didn't. I didn't really get to defend Infinity War that much. I mean, it didn't need defending. Um, I was the only one that challenged it. So honestly, yeah. And in the thing about I didn't get to say any of my points other than that it was ten years of culmination and like that wasn't even like the best point I had. But you were struggling talking. Not not there. A little bit. Not there. Yeah, just a little bit. You would start something and then somebody else would just grab your sentence and finish it. Yeah, and, I'm like and then you would be like, Okay. I'm like, cool, but it is what it is. Um Yeah, Infinity War is definitely the best one out of all those movies. Uh, Deadpool 2 is a close second, I would say. But Black Panther, God, I am so tired of people championing that movie. I am yeah. so, like, it's... We, we we said our piece about Black Panther when we did our Black Panther cast. It's an alright movie. It was a cool... I don't even think it's an alright movie. I think it's an okay movie. It was a cool piece, but, like, it is not this movie that everybody's made it out to be. That's the outro. We're almost there. We'll but get it. It's muted. It's already muted. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're good. I got this. All right. Whoa. Stand <laughs> down. He's pointing at the the outro track, and it's it's coming. Up, it's approaching it because that's where I put it last week. Uh, normally, it's a lot farther along because we usually go longer. Right. But so anyway, we're planning on seeing uh, Ant Man and the Wasp Thursday night on premiere premiere night. Plosives are getting me. Mm. Um, and then we will go for our second viewing with our lovely wives at some point, at some point, uh, more than likely very soon to Thursday night. And, uh, we'll get to try the guest feature on, um, movie pass. Yes. Which will be cool to test that out. Yeah. They, the movie pass changed. Yeah. Talk about that. I didn't look into it past when you sent me. So I, this is all going off of memory, but yeah, apparently you can bring a guest now, and if the guest signs up to MoviePass within 24 hours of being a guest, they get like a discount or something, mm-hmm. or a, mo- a free I month. I think it's a free month, or maybe a discounted first month. Yeah, so, and then there's also now different plans, so that you can possibly go to like IMAX or use it on 3D, mm-hmm. and uh, I think they're trying to they're trying to compete with um, AMC. I think more so than anything, AMC is trying to compete with them because AMC just rolled their service out. Too. Their service is like garbage, I think. It's it's not that great. Like, yeah, I looked into it and I was not impressed. You get to see like four movies a week. Or no, you, it's like four movies a month. Mm-hmm. I mean, given AMC movie theaters are usually really good, high quality theaters, bigger screens, typically IMAX. Yeah. Anyway... The reason I brought up Ant-Man and the Wasp is, um, personally, I think Ant-Man and the Wasp is my most look forward or my most looked forward to movie of 2018. Really? Just because. More so than Deadpool and Infinity War. Yes, just because. As we got closer to as we got closer to Infinity War, um, we realized that Paul Rudd was not in the film. Yeah. 
uh, Evangeline Lilly was not in the film. None of the cast of um, Ant-Man was in, in, in the film as a whole. So, you know, then the questions start. Like, where are they at? What are they doing? Where does the movie fit into the timeline? You know, because now we've had 10 years worth of movies culminating in Infinity War. Now it's like, okay, where is all this shit happening? When is it happening? Why is it happening? And I was uh, an extremely large critic. I was really hard on Paul Rudd when he was uh, cast as Ant-Man because Paul Rudd is a fantastic comedian, and he's a fantastic actor. Yeah. But I've never seen him do a very good job of being serious. And he wasn't. And he wasn't. <laughs> but it but fit. It, it fit, exactly. Part of the reason I didn't, I didn't look forward to it is because I thought this was Hank Pym as Ant-Man and not oh. Scott Lang. So once I figured it out... Okay, let's see let's see how this goes. And Paul Rudd, out of all the castings that I rave about with Marvel and, and Disney, I think Paul Rudd is one of the ones that they, they get the one hundred percent grade A A plus stamp of approval because I have never heard anyone say, Yeah, Paul Rudd wasn't very good as Ant Man. I've heard people make the case like they definitely could have found somebody better for Captain America. Chris Evans brought life back into that character, put his own spin on it that mm-hmm. isn't always justice and and fighting for good. You know, he put his own spin on it and he made that character great again. Um, I see, you see what I did there? A little heritage coming at you. But, um, yeah, I think, I think above all else, Paul Rudd is just, he's the guy. I don't know of anyone else that I would have made Scott Lang. You know? So I'm looking forward to it. Um, there's not really much else through the holiday season that I'm looking forward to. No. I mean, there's that mile 22, I think that with, with Mark Wahlberg, I think looks that decent. looks really cool. It looks decent. Um, but yeah, other than, other than Ant-Man and the Wasp, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty hyped for how to train your dragon too. Oh yeah. I forgot about I that I am one, so hyped for how to train your dragon too. I got, I, Miranda's never seen either how to train your dragon movie. So I got to get out, get on that. Uh, we gotta watch the Purge movies. Apparently, have you not watched any? Of them? I haven't watched any of them, but our year one or the first Purge mm-hmm. that actually looks pretty good. Yeah, the the first and second Purge movies aren't bad. The third one's election year. Pretty pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of cool movies coming out. I'm looking forward to them, uh, especially now that Miranda's living with me. We can we can do things a lot more often together. Uh, we don't, but that, that's another thing I had to mention. I forgot to mention I moved. Yeah. Talk about that. We, I mean, I, we mentioned that we're in a different studio, but I moved. We're, we're now living at Joe's place and, uh, I, we got the kids here. We got Miranda here. Baxter's here. Well, he's not currently here. I'm going to go get him tonight. Where the hell's he at? He's at my house. Oh, just by himself. Just hanging out. Yeah. Andy's there. Or maybe he's not there. I don't know. What's up with this cat, bro? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That was that was what's going int- on with this cat. That was an interesting text I got Sunday. What's up with this cat, bro? Well, uh, <laughs> he's there. <laughs> There's no litter. He's a cat. I know. <laughs> We're working on that. <laughs> I'm very aware of the situation. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's 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 gonna be interesting uh, getting used to living with kids. But I've I've been making it an effort to have them around me more often lately. Having actually them, be involved in their yeah, lives. and stay having them stay the night like every chance they can. Obviously, I haven't be, during the week because I work and whatnot. But right. 
during the weekends, definitely having them over every chance we can. Uh, just getting them used to me, getting me used to them. And that's been fun. It hasn't been bad. I have, I have no complaints. Being a parent's cool. It is. You know, and I'm step parent or otherwise, it doesn't matter. And you know, I've, I've over the last eight, nine months I've been with Miranda, I've been getting more and more into that lifestyle, the parenting lifestyle. And it's, it's been interesting and I am, I'm enjoying it more and more every day. You learn a lot about yourself. Yeah. Trying to teach people how to be people. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, I mean, I, you witnessed one of my finer parenting moments when you came over to, to pick up the zoom, I think. And, uh, I was, I was teach I was helping Maverick. Let, let me tell us. Yeah. So I walk in to this sanctum of dicks expecting to see what I normally see. And I open the door and here's Blaine and young Maverick sitting on the floor, both of their legs crossed, just putting together some Legos and I stopped and I, I said, hey, you know, what's going on? And you you didn't hurry to get up because you were so involved with what you were doing. And the look on your face was very childlike. You were involved in what you were doing. <laughs> yes. But as I got closer, I stood there for a minute. You're, you're like, well, Maverick, where does this go next? I don't think that one goes there. Let's try and put it here. And you were doing what most people as parents fail to do. You weren't doing everything for him. You were making him do it himself, but you were there for to, him to say to, to guide along, you to know? guide and and not just take the reins and say, you know, we're turning left. This is where we're going. And it was nice for me to see, you know, you're you're one of my best friends. You know, that's that's well known. We're life partners. Um, but I've never seen that interaction with you and children, you know, because when I when Miranda and I basically came into the picture at the same time. Mm hmm. And you and I had talked about it in very early on, and you're like, "Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to do with fucking kids." <laughs> no, it's like I don't. Uh, I don't know how to parent, <clears throat> and there's no there's no manual. No, there's not. There, you have to figure it out for yourself, just like we have to teach our kids to figure shit out for themselves instead of coddling them and fucking wiping their ass until they're like eight years old. You know what I mean? So yeah. it was a it was a nice moment that you were enjoying, he was enjoying, and that shit is important. Blood does not mean your family. No. It's being there for them. Yep. It's being the one that's there. Yep. Yeah, that was that was a really cool that was a really cool moment for me. Just cause like it I just started doing it. Like I didn't even have to think about it. Well, no. and we we had to walk into the other room to grab some stuff. He didn't just jump up and follow you like he wasn't relying on you to put those Legos together. No. He kept doing what he was doing and then you sat right back down when I left and went right back to it. Yep. You know? Yep. Which was cool. It was cool to watch that. It, like I said, it was, it was a cool moment, and it, it it just it took nothing from me. Like I, I I didn't have to think about it. I just I just acted. That's you know, a, I, that's I, that's what's the problem though. Most people have to have to think and choose to do shit like that. Yeah, it just doesn't come natural. I just saw him. I just saw him playing with it, and he's. I think I think he even asked me, and I was like, "Yeah, sure, dude." Like no questions. So it was cool. It was. Ira fist bumped me yesterday. Oh. We, we got disconnected. Hopefully, we'll be back soon. Um, yeah, and Azira fist bumped you yesterday, <laughs> and she is like the shyest person. Yeah, normally she runs in terror. Yeah, if she doesn't know you, she doesn't know you. She's super shy. We're uh, currently dealing with her getting over um, Rocky. <laughs> Rocky! <laughs> she is like 
scared to death of Rocky. And I don't no, none of us understand it because like at, at Miranda's mom's, there's a Doberman there. There, there are bigger dogs there. Right. And it's like, she's been around dogs her entire life. There's just no reason to be scared of a little rat terrier, like a tiny little thing. It just starts barking at her. Rat terriers are a-holes. Yeah, but... But that's irrelevant. There's no there's no need to be terrified of a rat terrier. No, and, but she's scared shitless. And she, like, she, like, as soon as she knows that the dog's out, she immediately goes into tears. And she, even in the safety of her, of her room, she's like in tears and like, we don't get it. His name's Rocky, not Cujo. Yeah. He's not coming after you. Settle down. <laughs> but yeah, that, so it's been that last night was their first night here. Uh, last night was our first night here. Um, I slept very peacefully, maybe due to the NyQuil I took. I don't know. If you if you can't tell in my voice, I'm still kind of getting over whatever it is I have. I've got a lot of congestion in my throat. And, you sound normal to me. Oh, I don't feel my voice doesn't feel normal but yeah i'm just i'm getting i'm I'm, whatever it is i'm getting over i had it this weekend too which also kind of didn't help with LafiCon. yeah you just i tried to stay away from the mic as much as i could (laughs) yeah 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 what do you got to talk about I've almost knocked out all the stuff I've had to talk about. Oh my god, we're only at an hour. I, well, I didn't figure this episode would be super no. long. It's our, it's our first. Well, I actually, <clears throat> I I know exactly one of the things I was going to talk about. So, okay, go for it. So we've moved everything obviously into our new location, the currently unnamed studio. Um, I have a new mic that will be here uh, by the end of the week, so my audio quality is going to improve. Um. I'll have my own uh, sound. Yes. Uh, we decided to purchase some uh, studio lighting. Yes. Um, so without the lighting that we've acquired, it would be so dark in here that we wouldn't be able to live stream. Uh, so we've improved that. Uh, we're talking about adding another room mic uh, to put on the adjacent side of the room. So um not everybody knows how to hold a microphone. Not not everybody knows how to interact with a microphone. So we took a microphone that we already had that works great as a room mic. Um, so we're going to try and get like a kind of a panoramic 360 degree sound uh, going on. We're going to add the, the acoustic foam to the back wall and, and the surrounding walls in the studio. Uh, we may or may not have a deal with a comic book artist to finalize our logo. and. Mm-hmm do our logo in 8-bit. Yes, that'll be sweet. So look forward to that. Uh, Matt Waite was one of our guests uh, for panels at LafiCon, and we we like the stuff that he's putting out, and we have a good relationship with him. So we haven't entirely decided what our concept is going to be, but hopefully we can nail that down with him and then officially update our logo here by the end of the summer. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> really looking forward to that because then that's something we could start putting on stickers and right. merch yep. and get stuff out to you guys. You know? Because we, we have a store available now, um, but we don't really have all of our concepts down for our merch. We don't know what we're going to tackle first. Um, stickers will probably be one of the first things that we tackle, but like I said, we still haven't officially um, knocked it down. There's uh, possibly some, some more stuff going to be happening with j- the whole Journey into Comics Network as mm-hmm. far as merch. 
um, feel free to submit merch designs to us. Yeah, we, absolutely. We will, we can talk, we can work out some kind of deal and get you compensated for it if need be. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you can just donate your merch design to us. It doesn't matter. It, um, we'll figure something out. Uh, but yeah, go ahead and shoot it. <laughs> Thanks for whispering into the microphone. Oh, it probably still picked. It probably still picked you up. Fuck off. Oh my god. Anyway, so if if you want to submit any merch designs or any kind of designs to us, like fan fan designs, not I don't know how many fans we have really out there, but you know, uh, shoot it over at podcastrophypod at gmail that's podcastrophypod at gmail.com. It's listed on our Facebook page. Uh, you can contact us through there. Um, we also have a donate button. It is currently the shop now button on our page. If you click shop now, it will take you to our donation area where you can just donate whatever you want. If you want, it's completely voluntary. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't take away from the total network Patreon that we have available. No, it doesn't. Which may or may not be getting some tier changes happening in the near future. I'm not going to say much more because I don't have the details. Um, but yeah, so so our number one goal right now between Blaine and I is we're trying to cement this studio space as ours. And we're going to try and provide the best audio quality, the best video quality. Um, we've talked about adding another webcam and doing the room uh, or having another video feed at a different angle. Um, we've got all kinds of ideas throwing back and forth from each other, and we haven't really cemented what we're going to do next. But we're still the guys that talk about random shit and drink beer, so yes, we appreciate all of you for hanging out with us. Jennifer, if you get on the show, if you get on the show, I'll get you a, I'll get you a Podcastrophy t-shirt. You will be our first person that gets a Podcastrophy t-shirt, even before us. Yeah. But you got to come on the show. Yep. You got to be come, here. You got to come into the studio and do a show with us. That's all I got to say. That's all I got to say. That's all he's got to say, and that's all I got to say, and I'm not saying any more about it. Nope. None. <laughs> Easy there, fella. <laughs> I, I, Easy there. I'm finally drinking my last uh, double cherry Slurpee from 450 North. I'm I'm too dehydrated. Actually, no. Get me one. Surprise me. This with is something. my last one. No, no, no. I said surprise oh. me with something. I'll get you one when we're done with the show. How's that sound? All right, I'll just fuck off. <laughs> I don't want to get up. No, <sighs> no I get it. Now the the awesome thing now with the studio is we have my mini fridge in studio. Yep. Uh, we don't have to. Uh, and we're not sitting way far away from each other. No. <laughs> we don't have to. I don't have to leave the room to go get beer. It is really hot in here, though. It is. It is. I think it's all the lights and computer. That's gonna happen. Heat's gonna build up. Body heat. And I'm really sunburnt, so I'm I'm putting off a lot of heat right now. Yeah. Wow. You are warm. Yeah. You Told are you. warm. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, we'll we'll knock the details out, Jennifer. You tell us when you're available, and we will make it happen. Yeah. So, I don't really know what else what else I have. You know, I'm good with that. Oh. Oh. Talk about our Sweetwater trip. Oh, we are possibly going to Sweetwater here in a couple weeks on a good old Sunday afternoon. Get up early. Morning. Crank out, crank out some breakfast. Head to Sweetwater with, with our former guest and now studio roommate, Joe. Studio landlord. <laughs> studio overlord. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm going to imagine Joe is the landlord from Kingpin. 
most of the time. He's just going to come down here and demand sexual favors from us to to continue our, our studio ship. Oh. <laughs> you're gayer than I am, so you're going to have to take one for the team, literally. I, no. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna cruise up to Sweetwater, see if there's not anything that we can get that's available and financially feasible to upgrade the studio and mm-hmm. just kind of build a wish list of stuff that we wanna because we Blaine and I have taken a lot of time uh, to kind of nail down a, a wish list of things that we think will improve this show as a whole. And uh, now we are both in a in a place where financially we can start knocking these things out. So. Yeah. No, we got we got a lot of shit set up so that we can both put money towards shit. Yeah. And we got donations, like I was talking about earlier, donations. They help out. They will help us acquire these things. You mm-hmm. guys can directly help us. Uh, and as I said, it's all completely voluntary. Which will also fast track us to merch things. Yes. So. That too. Yep. It's it's all coming. It's all coming. We have a lot of awesome shit in store for you guys. So, is that all, Tyler? Yeah, I want to apologize to anybody that's listening to this episode because it is it is shorter <laughs> today. Um, I'm getting back into the swing of, you know, having a topic list and and tr- trying to keep the show going. And I'm I'm also very very tired and very very sunburnt today, so my brain is a little bit scrambled. Uh, Micah, I will definitely get some glitter in my beard next week. Um, one thing that I do want to add before we sign off, uh, our, our little uh, podcast family here might be taking a trip to uh, go pay our respects to our Lord and Savior Harambe uh, by the end of the summer. We haven't really nailed Sweet. down. We haven't really nailed down a tentative time, but I think I think the summertime is when we need to do that. I will tell you the Cincinnati Zoo is hot as fuck in the summertime. Oh. There's not a lot of shade and everything is spread out. So, but it'll be a good experience to take all the kids to. Oh, definitely. And uh, we get to obviously <clears throat> pray to our Lord and Savior, Harambe. We're, we're going to make our, pilgr- our pilgrimage. Which I've already done, but now, now you're kind of like my acolyte. I'm kind of like the, uh, the senior monk and I've, I've taken you under my tutelage and. I converted you to Harambeism, even though you were already a follower of. I was already a follower. I just wasn't initiated. The great, the great, uh, <clears throat> the great being that was Harambe. Dicks out. Dicks out. Hashtag. That's all I got. I'm kind of That's rambling all... now. <laughs> all right, folks. Uh, if you want to, if you if you want to hear us every Thursday, please subscribe to Journey into Comics. On Podbean, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, iTunes, Spotify. I think that's all of them. And uh, all the other podcasting services out there. That. Yeah. Uh, if you want to, if you want to watch this happen live every Tuesday around five thirty, uh, and then you get to see you get to see me and Tyler live recording this podcast. Maybe I should. You can come chat back to the show. Micah says he hates me so you, much. You can chat with us you can comment on it and chat with us and we will react to it uh we are we have been talking about uh possibly separating the live feed with the audio feed mm-hmm. some i mean there's no reason we can't just do some if, if if an opportunity like strikes itself to do an audio show 
why not just separate them for that? I mean, it sometimes it'll be the same, sometimes it won't. We'll yeah, you, we're talking about um, increasing the amount of shows that we do a week. Uh, we have the ability to podcast mobily, um, so we'll definitely get a podcast rolling when we when we go to Sweetwater. We'll definitely get one going when we when we head to um, Cincinnati for that trip because there's a lot of shit to do in Cincinnati. So there's a lot of cool shit to do in Cincinnati. Um, so yeah, we we want to we want to provide as much quality content as we can um quality and fun yeah we definitely don't we definitely don't want to overfill our feed with just crap because that's we do this for fun we do this for everybody that wants to listen to this because our goal is we're here having fun why not bring everybody else with us and let them have a little bit of fun too yeah so so if that is all that is all that is all i believe i'm dick i'm sunburnt tyler (laughs) And please make every day a big dick day. Bye, guys. Big dick day. Gonna be a big dick day.